Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome everybody to episode 56 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Andert, and I'm joined as I am every week by Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how you going, mate? Good, Robbie. Good. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, buddy. Good. What's been happening down your neck of the woods this week, my friend? We've got a little kitten in at the moment. That, oh, yeah? Uh, that one of the vets is bottle feeding. Nice. They're really cute. Little Milton. 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 Milton how do you come up with the name Milton. Oh, it's sort of complicated. One of our vet nurses was leaving. Right. And I think we were trying to convince her to take Little Kitten as a parting gift. Right, yeah. And uh, and she lives in Milton in New South Wales. Oh, wow. And uh, and she's going back home. And so the idea was to call the cat after Milton, where she came from. And so then she would have felt compelled to take the kitten with her. And yes. she said, yeah, no, nah, it doesn't work. Yeah, she said, see you later, guys. I'll take my gold watch and I'm off. Fantastic. Didn't Fantastic. want to take the golden kitten. No. Yeah. So, so is he a little ginger cat, is he? No, no, he's not a ginger cat. Uh, he's just a tabby, I think. Oh, he's a tabby. Ju- just a tabby. He's an owner of a tabby cat. Don't give me that. Just a tabby he, cat. He is an amazing tabby cat, yeah, Robbie. Fabulous. Yeah. Good Beautiful yeah. specimen of felinus catus, whatever it is. Awesome. Felis catus. Felis catus. Sylvesterus. Felis sylvesterus, is it? Yeah, One of those. Yeah, yeah. With it, we know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If we're wrong, then let then us know. We'll look on Google. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Google knows. Good Google knows. Google yeah. definitely All knows. All my clients look at Google. It's yeah. true. Uh, how old's the kitten? Uh, yes. And it's been bottle fed. Excellent. Well, we Good. don't know. It's a kitten. Because it's been abandoned. It's a kitten. Yeah, right. So, okay. I don't know. It looks about maybe two weeks old. Yeah, okay. Eyes are open. Pretty cute. But it's really interesting because it's only one kitten on their own being yeah, hand okay. And that's not ideal from yeah. a behavioural perspective. Yeah, okay. Um, because they often grow up with uh, some behavioural issues. So it's, right. it's good to... So um, the vets, he's got four, uh, three cats at home. Yeah, right. So he's got it around those three cats, trying to give it a bit of uh, bit of socialisation and stuff. Yeah, yeah, a bit of behavioural responses. And so that often their biting can be a bit uh, bit over the top when they're a little kitten because yeah, they don't okay. get the, uh, feedback from other kittens. Yeah, okay. say when you bit me, that actually really hurt. Yeah, right. And so I'm going to get upset. So yeah. they don't. That's the theory that I get that feedback. So, and I mean, there's a little bit of a, a thought of oh, you know, you should discipline the kitten, which I'm not really for. I think no. it makes them fearful of us. But they don't get it. No. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it is better if you can put them with a litter of kittens. But obviously we can't. And the best next best option is to go home with Carl and yeah, and, and his three cats, and hopefully. They'll, they'll uh, pull the kitten into line. Absolutely, perhaps, is that yeah. What we say, or yeah, you know, make sure it's a bit more well-rounded as it socialises and grows up and um, and, and becomes becomes a good kitten. So, little kitten like that, like it wouldn't be going to the toilet by itself. It's only going to no. be um, like you're going to be doing the, the the wipe around the bits with the cotton wool ball. Yeah, hey? yep, yep, yeah. dab, dab, dab. Yep, yep, yep get uh, it all happening. And so, you know, from a toilet training point of view, is that something that you'd expect that the kitten will then? It, I guess particularly if it's around the other cats and it sees them going in there and doing it, or is that something that, uh, you know, from, I mean, we were talking about cat litter and things a few episodes ago. 
but I think they learn a lot of it from their mum. So would that kitten just be innately, you reckon, uh, good at toilet training? Or it's interesting with cats. Actually, is it? It's, it's totally innate. So that yeah. kitten, even though it hasn't been with mum, and even if it was raised on its own, they still innately have a preference to go into a, a substrate into a tray, that's yeah. like a sandy substrate or soil is their preference. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, it's amazing. They they they're born toilet. Well, not born toilet trained, but yeah. they they just become toilet trained without even witnessing it. So yeah, cool. often you, you, is very very rare you'll get a kitten that doesn't know to use litter when that time comes yeah yeah and, and uses it themselves yeah one of the things i love with kittens is that um yeah there's there's very few C- cuddling them okay cuddling them yeah. yes taking instagram photos with them yeah yeah oh, i will put a video on instagram that's a great idea yeah, thanks robbie well, why not yeah, yeah. wow viral yeah, uh, yeah you might might even be able to get a ms value on there too oh. with you yeah, to get a nice little uh one with a kitten maybe a kitten and a guide dog well we could pay her to be a full-time kitten carer as well, well there, there you go she'd have a double degree yeah you should she probably doesn't need the money though, yeah. But just in case, yeah, it just gives her something else for the CV. That's well, all. Wouldn't be paid. No, what no. Makes you think we're going to pay? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I love with kittens is when they grow, they usually put on a hundred grams a week. Ah. So, so when you're weighing kittens, if you're never a hundred percent sure of exactly what weight, uh, what age they are, when you weigh them, it gives you a bit of an idea. So, if they're you know one point two kilos, then chances are they're going to be twelve weeks. If they're ah, you know one point like five or one point six, and they're sixteen weeks old. So, if you've got a kitten that you don't know exactly how old they are when it comes time for vaccinating, it just gives you a bit of a, a bit of a guesstimation as far as where they're at. So, the, yeah, the kitten weighs two. 235.74 grams, mate. So how old would it so, be? So that Just makes it... To the nearest hour, So it makes it, makes it two... Uh, and you know maths is my strong suit, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's two days... <laughs> Five hours, 36 minutes, 26, 27, 28 seconds. Yeah, you get it. You can yeah, work it nice, out Yeah, nice, mate. Good. Great yeah, work. Yeah. Good. Thanks, thanks for that. Great. That's right. Yeah. There you go, Carl. Listen up. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, so now, you, now you can get the birth certificate all sorted out. Yeah. All righty. Now, if the cat was a little bit anxious, wow. what yeah. could we give the little kitten? Well, well tell you what, some zilkin. I'll say if the other cats weren't happy with the fact that the little kitten came in. Hey, yeah. Like they that. started getting a little bit worked up, a little bit upset of going, why is dad bringing in this cute little kitten? This Are we going to be going to get rid of it? Intruder. Intruder. Into the big brother house. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that never goes well. I mean, sure, it's a ratings hit for for three days, but you know, <laughs> then Big Brother crapped itself, and then it's not on on TV anymore. So we won't listen about Big Brother about what to do. We'll talk to Zilkeen about how to try and help to calm down stressed out kitty cats. Exactly. I had a cat this week that uh, they, the owners had just moved house. Oh, they move apartment actually. So they yeah. moved from an apartment that was a ground floor apartment. I think that was fairly sort of dark and enclosed. Um, and the cat was a nervous cat in the in the the first instance. And then they moved. They'd moved to another part, and there was a high-rise one, so way, oh, wow. way up, you know, top level sort of thing. Yeah. Um. And uh. And big open windows, the whole thing, really bright, sort right, of open, yeah. open apartment. And they said that the cat wouldn't come out from hiding under the doona. Yeah, yeah. Had a long chat to them, and I think it was just the cat was just really nervous and was going to take time to adjust. Yes. So we talked about some things about you know feeding the cat. You know, and encouraging it to come out, but also shutting down the amount of light that was coming. I think the yeah. light was really freaking it out, and yeah. then, and uh, restricting the cat to certain rooms slowly yes. get them used to the rooms. But we also used some zilkine, yeah, nice so, one to help with the anxiety of the move. Um, and and it's the cats responded pretty well. I spoke to the owner uh, sort of ten days later, and he said that he felt there was a good response. The cat was coming out, they were putting down the blinds a bit more, and, and yeah. some feeding and the zilkine. So it's going really well. Excellent. So yeah. another. Big tick for Zilkin. Thank you guys for the sponsorship. Very good. And for helping the cat. Yeah, which is which is always uh you know, always good when you've uh, when you can solve it fairly simply. 
solved. 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 We're about solving, aren't solving we? Solving problems, solving. yeah. Exactly. And speaking of solving, sometimes people have trouble what, trying to work out what food they can try and feed their animals because they might have dietary problems or skin issues. And uh, we like to talk about Prime 100 foods. Great food. And, well, fussy eaters, mate. Fussy eaters. Really good one is the lamb and rosemary oh, food yeah. that, that they've got. Really good for those you know, fussy eaters that, or maybe they, they had a procedure and yes. they're not hungry, they're perhaps a little bit uncomfortable that yep. night. It's really, really good option to offer them to encourage them to get back on their food. The lamb and rosemary. The lamb and rosemary. It's got yeah, a, little right. bit, a little bit higher in calories, so it's right. good for, for growing pups, um, perhaps older dogs that are losing a bit of condition, that yep. sort of thing, or your, your working dog. Yeah, right. No, um, Something that needs a bit more you know, grams per uh, calories per gram. Exactly. Or more may, bang for their buck. Yeah, or maybe they're losing the memory a bit because... Rosemary's from remembrance. Oh, is it really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I remember when I was studying. Yeah. Uh, my my mum used to bring me sprigs of rosemary to help me remember while I was studying. Fantastic. How did that go? Yeah. Well, I got into vet. Yeah, you passed. It so worked. That's all right. it's, it nice. worked. So I was pretty sure that's why they've got it in the diet. Yeah. Nice. Not one. that lamb and rosemary are good. Mix anyway, yeah. It's probably for the for 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 lack of memory. I was going to say my my memory with rosemary is really just to make sure I put it in when I'm roasting my potatoes. Right. Yeah. Well, there's no potatoes in this diet. Just no. lamb. Lamb. Yeah. So get 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 some down if you have got one of those dogs that is in that situation. The lamb and rosemary. Yeah. So thank you guys with your single protein diets. We we really appreciate your support. What a great option, and also thank you very much to our Patreon supporters. You guys are great. Uh, help us to keep our uh, you know, the the lights on and the internet going and all that sort of stuff and uh we've uh we've got ourselves a a nice little uh yeah little little mobile recording thing now too so we can start getting out and doing some more uh interviews out on the road too which would be great yeah so So if you're a listener in another country and you want to pay for us to come and interview you yeah pay it for first class (laughs) first class myself you might want to go first class mate i'm happy going cattle class right i'm just just thankful for it you know i'm not this hoity-toity rubbish right no i'm definitely first class robbie's in economy if you want to pay for us to come We'll bring the recorder and show it to you. There you go. And we'll even interview you. There you go. How's that, listeners? Yeah. No longer. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're really interesting, which you would be because you listen to this show. Of course. You You have to be interesting to listen to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk about interesting (laughs) things. Like, what interesting things have you got today, mate? Right. Well, um, uh, while Christine has been Marie Kondoing the house, I know what that is thanks to you now. I'm hearing it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. She's become a verb now. Yeah. Now you're Marie Kondo the house. So, yeah. Marie. So, I've also been trying to Marie Kondo the the, uh, the garage because we're looking at trying to do some renovations and I found an old book. Nice. Yeah. So this is an old book called The Whippet or Race Dog, oh. right? So this is a this is a book. Now, I, there's actually no nothing on the inside cover. Like, have a look how, how old and weathered. It's falling apart, it, it mate. Fa- yeah. It's an old, old book. Wow. Now, um, I can't Hang find... Hang on a sec. What's a Robbie Anderson grade five? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that was my textbook from then, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's... Uh, the, the, unfortunately, there's no book in here from where... Like, it was given to Dad in 1985, but it's definitely older than that. Yeah, but there's no there's there's no um, sort of date from when it was actually published, which is a shame. It, but looks, it looks like the snail's been into it, mate. Has it been... Did you have it with a certain collection when well, you are a young well boy? Well withered. A certain collection when you are a young boy of magazines, perhaps, that you hid under the house. Uh, out in the... Uh, that the snails got access to it all. Oh, you, you you mean my TV Week ones? <laughs> yeah, yeah of the ones with Craig McLaughlin <laughs> and you know Jason Donovan <laughs> and that sort of stuff. Right, well, Kyle, that, that was I back before he was creepy. I would have so thought it was fine. Kylie Minogue. Yeah, oh, yeah. she was there as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, that, that's that's all right. Yeah, yeah Guy Pearce. Yeah, yeah. They, they had a lot of them there. It was terrific. Yeah. yeah, Craig, we might beep that out. 
Yeah, well, that's, like, that was before he was creepy. Doesn't, so, no, he's doesn't creepy matter. all the time. Was he? Oh, well, well then I'll throw mad. those ones out. He's you know? very creepy. Yeah, yeah, well, I've got those ones. I've yeah. got those ones separate. Te- I'll chuck just, them out. Yeah, tear his face out. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just replace it with someone nice, like, you know. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. That's yeah, right. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Maybe Elf. Elf. Elf from Home and Away, yeah. yeah. Ray Meager. I'll put I'll put Ray's picture on there. Oh, I thought no. Oh, I thought you meant Alf the the alien. Alf the alien. alien no, no. Well, that's that's one of the shirts that that managed to avoid Marie Kondoing. So I had an old shirt, an old Alf, um, yes. yeah, alien life form t shirt. You wearing from it? when I was a kid? Oh, because I'd be lucky to fit it around my thigh <laughs> now. The funny thing is, Ruben wore it for about two days, and then he he outgrew it too. Oh, so I didn't so get it early it's, enough. No, no, well, he had it early enough, but the kid just keeps on growing and eating too much, too many fruit, too, too much, much fruit, rosemary so. and. Um, but down the bottom of the so the, the reason I wanted to talk to you is because on the back here there's an ad for Bird and Stories dog medicines. Right, right. Bird and Stories. Yep. Now, now down the bottom there's some specimen testimonials. Now, I kid you not, right? The dates of these specimen testimonials are from December sixteenth, nineteen oh three, right, and January 29th, nineteen oh eight. So, if that's when the testimonials were given for this thing, like this book could conceivably conceivably be a hundred years old. Yeah, for right? sure, mate. It looks it. Wow. So, so what, uh, what I wanted to talk to you about was the th- different things that Bird and Stories. So they 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 were in uh, 42 Castle Street East, Oxford Street, uh, Ox- yeah, Castle Street East, Oxford in London. Right. Okay. So uh, now some of the things used by the leading dog breeders and fanciers, top billing, distemper pills. These valuable <laughs> pills are a certain cure for this what? most destructive disease if given immediately on the appearance of the first symptoms and have proved the means of saving the lives of innumerable dogs of all breeds. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yes. How's that for a call for a, a, an untreatable condition? Wow. That back in the <laughs> early part of the 20th century, they had distemper balls that they could use to try and treat. It's, it- not a vaccine, is it? Not a vaccine. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Because that works. That, that we does know that work. works. And we know and certain guarantee. Certain, and that's the reason why we don't see it anymore. <laughs> and the reason why Burden Stories were selling so many. They've gone out balls. of business. I, I think so. You but there was, there's a few other ones on here. So there's okay. worm powders as well. Right. Are admitted by all that who have tried them to be the best cheapest and most speedy medicine for the removal of all the varieties of intestinal worms from which the canine race is so peculiarly liable to suffer. Oh my goodness, that's some how good turn, of, turn of phrase. But it's not all. There's not all. There's also alt, alterative powders. Oh. So we can strongly recommend these powders to dog owners as an infallible cure for constipation, liver complaints, and indigestion, etc. And as a safe and reliable laxative in italics, the safe and reliable laxative. Right. Being tasteless, the powders can be given to any dog in a little bread and milk or its ordinary food so that the trouble and danger of administering Pills or <laughs> balls in inverted commas <laughs> is entirely obviated. Oh my goodness. The alterative powders, in consequence of their great effect as a cooling and blood purifying medicine, are particularly useful in cases. Of skin disease. Right. So there you go. I'm not, I'm not sure whether or not our friend Dr. Danny Hulahan has ever used alterative powders for helping to try and treat any of any of those. I wonder if it's just uh, 
is it got turmeric and coconut oil in? Is that is because well, that's what it does sound like? I have actually found a recipe for distemper balls that I'll you know, talk about oh. in, in, in a sec. Now we'll get down to these specimen tech, uh, testimonials. Oh, there's um, oh, they've also got uh, uh, mange wash, an infallible remedy for every variety <laughs> of the most troublesome disease. Note the curative action of this wash is greatly facilitated by the use of apparent balls, which is up high, which they were are found invaluable as an occasional laxative and are particularly suitable for pet and other dogs that consume an undue proportion of meat or do not obtain sufficient exercise. So your fat dogs. Wow. So it's a good but, one for fat dogs, but then you can use it with your mange wash as well. But so, it's so, buy one and you get the other as well. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of uh, distemper-carrying, mangy, constipated dogs in the 1900s. Back in, back in the early Yeah, early they're just all working around going, oh, yeah. I can't poo and my eyes are blue and I'm dying. And, 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 and Burden Stories also had some ear canker drops as well. Um, a specific for this painful and troublesome complaint, uh, one uh, one pound per bottle or post-free one pound three shillings or something. I don't know what pounds and shillings. Anyway, right. so specimen testimonials. S. Barber Esquire writes, 16 Parker Street, Holborn, WC, December 16th, 1903. Dear Sirs, I have much pleasure in recommending your alterative powders for whippets. Say... Uh, having used them for the past three years and found them most beneficial to dogs in training, not only keeping them but their coats also in a thoroughly good condition. You are at liberty to use this testimonial as you please. Yours truly, S. Barber. Wow. Is is that... That on TripAdvisor or Google Reviews? TripAdvisor. I think it might be a Google Reviews one. Yeah. They might have left a review on iTunes as well for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Mr. R. Hasty of Rosehall Road in Shots, Lancashire, writing on January the 29th, 1908, for a further supply of Burden Stories dogs' medicines for his whippets, says, I have always been so well served by them in the past that I feel I cannot do without them in the future. There so you there go. you go, Burden Story Canine Chemist. Well, this is the future, and I wonder if he's still doing without them. So, bird, uh, so distemper balls, Lewis. So yes. I've done some googling. Yeah, right. right. And I found some um, again because now it is the future. Um, I found some. Uh, what they've done is they've uh, gone and um, from the uh, what, what it's the uh, I'm trying to wait for the internet. Um, the new sporting magazine of 1853. Right, right. we've got a recipe for balls for the distemper. Wow. Okay, so you use tartar emetic 12 grains, opium 6 grains to be mixed and divided into 6 balls. Now you give a large dog 2 balls and to a small dog 1 ball fasting for several mornings or as occasion may, may require. And another one for the distemper as you can use gamboge 20 grains and white hellebore 3 grains to be made into 8 doses and to be given 1 every morning for fasting. Right. Now, I've found an interesting then uh, account of illustrations of the distemper of dogs, of a dog that was being treated. This is from um, what I believe to be 1828 in the uh, – sorry, no, 1829 in the uh, the the veterinarian. So um, on August the 29th, Terry, 10 months old, very thin, weak, purges much. 
feces of a light olive colour, peculiarly wild, anxious countenance, twitchings of the muscles of the cheeks and eyelids, given castor oil six drachms and insert a sectin in the pole. I love a drachm of a, castor oil. A drachm and, and a sectin in the pole. Yeah, yes. yeah, I love um, a sectin in the pole. So on the 20th, so the next day, a, a course of um, astringents was commenced and it was taking prepared chalk, catechu, ginger and opium. Hang on a sec, mate. If you're going to give all these remedies, we need to do the disclaimer, I think. Oh, because, the disclaimer yeah, the, first. I think so because yeah. we're going in really dangerous in territory yeah. here of so, treating some major conditions here yes. with some pretty turmeric and what was it? Uh, uh, the, the opium and the heliball. Yeah, the, the tartare from your, your fish and chips. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the tartare, tartare sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mixed um, with a bit of a bit of crack cocaine and there you go. Right. And, the, and, 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 and your, dog, your dog's ready to go. Now, now this, this little 10-month-old terrier, so um, he, his purging continued three days later, but he was twitching less. The dog <laughs> sleeps nearly all day and will not eat, but he was still given a tonic ball in the morning. Of course. Of gentian, chamomile flowers, ginger, and carbonate of iron. Beat into a mass with palm oil and then divided as before and an astringent well, 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 ball well, at well, night. Well, mate, I have to stop you there. Yeah. Palm oil. Palm oil. Not, oh, no, 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 we, no good for the orangutans. No, that's right. No, it's bad. Can't we, use, can't, we can't advocate the use of palm oil. Do it's not no use this remedy, people. If you're at home, yes. everything else, but just take out the palm oil and use a sustainable oil. A sustainable oil from yes. somewhere else. That's right. Yes, from Wales. From Wales. <laughs> Moho whales. Blubber oil. Blubber oil, yes. Um, on Speaking the tw- of blubbering, we are talking yeah. on a bit. Um, so the 24th, the purging had stopped and the dog ate a little, the tonics in morning and night. And then on the 28th, the Seton was withdrawn and on September the 1st, he was dismissed well. So bugger me dead. This little, so, so this little dog through, I think, absolutely no part of all of this crap that he was given managed to actually survive. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, so on the distemper balls. On the, on the, the multitude so they, of distemper So they balls. work, you reckon? Must do, must do. Why would they be advertised otherwise? Wow. Yeah, so there you go. Sorry for rattling on, but I thought that was interesting of no, no, finding no. a dusty old uh, dusty old book and looking up distemper balls. Very interesting, mate. And what do you got? Links in well with yeah. my, my story nice. that's really oh, it's really going to bring us back. Some Actually, a little bit of sad news the uh, last few weeks. I don't know if you heard, mate. Um, uh, I just have to excuse me, listen. The printer's been playing up a little bit, so I'm not quite sure... What I'm reading, but it was a really sad loss a few weeks ago, not only for the gorilla world, right, but also for the animal kingdom as a whole. And right. I read, read from this article, mate. This is this has come from uh, maybe it's Africa. I don't know, but King Kong is dead at sixty-one. King Kong is dead. So yeah, it's it's really sad, mate. The, ki- the king of the the king of the monsters. King Kong is he's dead at sixty. I'll, I'll read on from the article. Geez, that's a shame. He's got a movie coming well, out this year. Well. Professional wrestler King Kong, who famously squared off against Hulk Hogan. Oh, King Kong Bundy. Oh, King Kong. Oh, mate. No, King Kong Bundy. It's King Kong Bundy. Sorry. Oh, my printer. Mate. Oh, I didn't realise. Right, okay. Oh, why didn't I get that? I Sorry, thought it was the mate. real yeah. King Kong. Oh, the was real really King sad. Kong. Yeah, right. Oh, Isn't the real geez. King Kong just Andy Circus jumping around in another mocap suit? <laughs> Maybe. Wow. Oh, professional. It does say then professional wrestler King Kong Bundy. There you go. Oh, Sorry, mate. You. Oh, gee whiz. Well, that's good. King Kong's still alive then. King Kong's still yeah. alive. So yes. it's not April 1st. Otherwise, who's going to defend us against Mothra? Who's Mothra? Mothra is the big, the big, 
Yeah, Moth. Was he full forward for Adelaide? Mothra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony yeah. Mothra. T- Tony Mothra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, took, yeah he's a, he's a tight, tight shorts. Took big marks. The ladies liked him. The, the ladies did like yes, Tony Mothra. Tony Mothra. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. He could fly very high. They, they very much like Tony Mothra. But don't shine a light at him because Tony Mothra would head straight for the light. Straight for the light. The Mothra. Yeah, yeah. They, would they, come they, out. They had to turn. That's maybe why he jumped up so high because he was trying to make it to those big bright <laughs> floodlights at Adelaide Oval. And I think from the day, that was about the only thing that was bright at Adelaide Oval. You remember watching all the old vision there and the crowd looked like they were in the dark yes, it looked they like did. they were all playing cards yeah everyone had torches to walk yeah. to the toilet <laughs> and that was just Adelaide because they had to try and protect themselves you know? yeah. and well, hello to all of our Adelaide listeners yeah, thanks for listening guys get us on Patreon <laughs> <laughs> but then like another article wrestler King Kong Bundy's cats need new homes oh really yeah so uh, King Kong Bundy, Bundy once defeated Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant but when the pro wrestler known outside of the ring as Chris Paulet Came home to South Jersey from WrestleMania. He would hang up his trademark black signet and cuddle up to his cats. Nice. Since his sudden death on March the 4th, Gloucester County Animal Welfare Groups have taken in four of the wrestlers' fur babies. Stewie, Paige, Geo, and a senior cat named Pat. Right. So Palace owned about 10 cats, according to the per, 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 perfect. Right. See what they've done there? Per, they they, 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 they really... An- Enunciated the, the the rolling R that cats give. When there they, are yes. several R's. There. It's really perfect. Yeah, right. Angels Cat Rescue founder Suzanne Pomeroy, whose agency is helping to find new homes for the animals. Right. Stewie eight, Page ten, and Pat fifteen were brought to the Gloucester. I'm having trouble with that word. Gloucester. Gloucester. That's what I'm. Gloucester. Boom. There you go. It's like that sauce. Yes. Gloucester sauce. Yes, or Worcester sauce. What? Worcestershire. That's it. Worcestershire yes. sauce. Thank you. Yes. Damn, yeah, yeah, lucky yeah. You're here. <laughs> when they. So uh, they're brought to the... I'm the condiment king. Yeah. (laughs) The Paul Newman. (laughs) (laughs) They're brought to the Gloucester County Animal Shelter when their human daddy passed away. The shelter wrote about the animals on its Facebook page. The shelter is offering discounts on adoption fees if the cats are adopted together. Yeah, right. We're worldwide, mate. There you go. If we go anywhere near Gloucester... Gloucester. Thank you. Gloucester County... And you want to adopt a in few Jersey, cats? Gloucester in Jersey. Go and check them out. There you go. Yeah, own the cats owned by King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. So how about that? So some good news from some. Well, if they find homes, that's good news. Yeah, and hit us up on Patreon. No, on on Instagram. If you do take on King Kong Bundy's cats, yeah, yeah, we'd like to know. Very good. How nice are they going? One. Yeah, are they are they fighting? Are they wrestling? Are they right? Are they wrestling each other? Yeah, yeah. Are, they, are they jumping off the uh, jumping off the fence? Yeah, jumping off the rails yeah. and just jumping on each just other. Just a body slam. Yeah, yeah, sort of picking it up and doing a, doing the pile driver, just trying to you know, land on their heads. Yeah, do they wear lycra? Do they run around in, in lycra yeah, suits? A, a leotard. Yeah, yeah, a leotard, a black black tight leotard. When they're walking out from their uh, from their bedroom, do they, do they grab the microphone and just go, "You don't want me here. <laughs> You're here for pain. You're here for." <laughs> Do you want excitement? Maybe <laughs> you don't know. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah. Let us know if yeah, we'd love Instagram. some vision. Yeah, some vision, vision would be great. Vision would be terrific. Yes, in their leotards. cats wrestling the cats. in their leotards. Steve and Geo having a wrestle. Yeah, Stevie. Now, um, do you remember an old movie called Inner Space? Loved it. Yeah, loved it. It was one of the first movies I actually saw at the cinema. Right. So with um, uh, Martin Short and Dennis Quaid. Yeah, it came out in nineteen fifty six, mate. Oh, was it? Was it? Yeah. Was it that early? Was yeah, it? You're pretty sure. Oh, yeah. there you go. Terrific. Yeah. yeah. You don't look that old, mate. No, I know. That's it's the moisturising that I do. It's the distemper balls. I'm the, the distemper balls. That's right. It's all that opium. <laughs> the tartar sauce. Yeah, the tartar. Right the the tartar and the opium <laughs> and the ginger. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think the opium's the go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and so uh, I got an email during the week that um, that reminded me so much of Inner Space. So you remember the premise of Inner Space where they shrunk down the um, the the scientist in these little um, in his little scientific you know um, submarine, yep, yep. injected into Martin Short, and yep. then sent him around the around the body to the different parts of his body and helped to make him strong and changed his face and hilarity ensues. You know, um, but there's now a canine version. Really? Yes. Right? Wow. So it's called the Alley Cam. Yeah. Yeah. Are you across this at all? No. Is this compl- oh, no. Fantastic. Tell me more. Right. So the Alley Cam, and I'm just showing you the website oh. here. It goes, I see the whole picture. Now, what you've got here, it's being held in, some, in between some fingers, is something that looks like it's about the... Oh, what do you reckon about just uh, a big tablet, big capsule? A, a, it's big a big, capsule. it's a big capsule. Yeah, yeah big but it's capsule. still being held in the fingers, and it's not not you know, terrible. About you know? as big as your little finger. But then you the, see the tube running down through here, yeah, and the then intestines, there's, yeah. there's a dog, and then there's a little spot out the end. It comes out the back end. This is a 360 endoscopic camera that you give as a tablet that then videos in high definition. Your esophagus, stomach, intestines, and then you get pooed out the other end, and then you get it and you analyse it, and then it shows you the pictures. And they're, so, they're making that into a movie, are they, mate? Is that Netflix absolutely. doing that? Yeah, yeah, I think it's straight straight to Netflix. That one, yeah. <laughs> MGM is it one yeah. of the big big ones? See, so have a look at this. So these are some of the um, these are some of the images that you get. Right, I mean, but they're only pretty small here. What's but, that? That's a, looks uh, like a that's, bark, bark of a tree. What's that's that? that's foreign body. That's erosions in a foreign body sitting in a mm. uh, sitting in a stomach. Um, they've got some. Um, oh, that's in the esophagus. Right. They've got some videos here. I'll show you a little video of um, of this. So, full screen video of when they're going through the pyloric junction here. So we'll see how see how good your rubbish internet works. Yeah, but look yeah. at that! Wow, so, that's amazing. So Gee, this whiz. is camera. So it's got cameras oh, it's on, on all panoramic sides. mode. That's what it is. It's on panorama mode. Yeah. So you've got four little camera things here as it's tracking, tracking, tracking through. And so that was it going through a junction. Did you see it wow. going through the junction uh, there, Lewis? No, I missed it. Well, we did you miss it? We'll go back and we'll have a look at it again. Go back. Um, but but how long does it take to go through the guts? Uh, so well, twenty four hours. It takes yeah, yeah twenty four hours. So well, it just means you got to make sure you collect all the poo because. Otherwise, it's a very expensive, you know, thing for the councilman to run over the lawnmower, run it under the tap, and give it to the next patient who's exactly. waiting in the waiting room. Yeah, yeah. So, so once you get it, so I think it's all done through wireless. That then you've got a little thing that then sucks all the information out, and uh, yeah. But how how are you going to look at it for twenty four hours if it's going taking that long to go through? Oh no, just take it. So it's going to take like still store images as it goes. So like, so you send it off, yep. and then and then they've got specialists that sit there and analyze it oh, all. Right. So That's yeah, fantastic. It's pretty cool. Technology. Yeah, I like so, it. so I mean, as a, as an alternative, because you don't have to give them an anaesthetic. No, you know, um, I, I don't know if our, our, our friend of the show, Doctor Clint, you know, Clint's just driven off the road. Yeah, maybe you know, he, he's just gone. Holy crap! Oh, he'd be all go. over it, mate. He'd be all over. It. He's probably got them. He, he's, he's probably got six of them, and he's he's probably got a sharpshooter. He's got a little Smith and Weston there <laughs> with six of them loaded up. <laughs> yeah, just load them all up at once. Um, so I mean, obviously you can't take biopsies with it and things no. like that. But I saw that and thought, gee whiz, that's uh, that's some cutting edge stuff. That's there. impressive, mate. You heard it first on Two Vets Talk Pets. But mate, quick one: how much does it cost? Any ideas? Um, I uh, I. I they didn't, ha- didn't have a price, and I'm going to email them to try and get find out the price Nick, of it. So let so us know. To be to be continued. To be continued. Love that. Cam. Cliffhanger, mate. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So what do you got? Uh, no, I've got a um, uh, I've got an article from the Telegraph. Yep. That um, 
uh, stray dog becomes first to conquer Himalayan summit after tagging along with a climbing expedition. Oh, crikey. Yeah, this is another this. one of these ones like with the dog that ran the marathon yes. that's just left all the humans exactly. in, in its wake. That's yeah, me, right, mate. Cutting edge articles. Yeah. I'm right onto it. Nice. So this article, a stray dog befriend, befriended a mountaineering expedition and followed them to the top of a 24,000-foot 20, Himalayan peak yeah. in what may be a canine first. Right. The dog named Mera... How do they know it's named Mera if it's a stray dog? <laughs> Maybe they named it Mera. They might have named it Mera. Yeah. I wonder what Mera means. Mera means... Fit uh, dog. Fit dog or, yeah. or maybe um, uh, warm when cuddles up to at night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Non-mountain uh, sickness. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, altitude yeah. sickness. The dog named Mera reached the top of Baranti, Baranti in Nepal yep. without any assistance. That sounds was, correct. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah good. <laughs> past, past my Nepalese <laughs> just, friend just, over just there. Just out of Gloucester. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks. Gloucester yeah. with your Worcestershire sauce. Gloucester, but mean Baranti. <laughs> Without any assistance, was still able to run once she had reached the summit. Sherpas accompanying the expedition said they'd never seen such a feat, and an organisation that documents expeditions said the climb might be the highest recorded for a dog. Right. According to the Outdoors magazine, Outside. Yes. I'm not aware of a dog actually summiting an expedition peak in Nepal, said Billy Birling of the Himalayan database. I just hope that she won't get into trouble for having climbed Baruntsi without a permit. Good point. Good point. And I wonder if she picked up her own poo because we're all about conservation. Well, otherwise I'd be sitting there, you know, on the ice, you know, just waiting for the next day. Like, Somebody brought a dog up. Surely, surely someone <laughs> did, didn't they have poo bags as they're coming up here? Yeah, I hope they took some of our poo bags, their heads on it. Oh, yes, they do. Let's talk bets poo bags. Yeah, the limited edition, <laughs> very limited edition that didn't actually come out. Yeah. We're working on it. Dogs have been known to hang out at Everence Base Camp with a height of 17,600 feet. So this was at 24,000 feet all. Yeah, right. Um, and follow climbers up to Camp 2, which is 21,300 feet. But Mera's climb in November may be the highest recorded. The 45-pound stray is thought to be a cross between a Tibetan Mastiff and a Himalayan sheepdog. Himalayan sheepdog. Yeah, yeah no, I haven't I seen many of those in is. Mount Waverley. No, no. Don't see many in Port Melbourne either. She bounded up the up to the climbers from the Kathmandu-based Summit Club when they were already a height of 17,000 feet and latched on to Don Wargowski of Seattle. Right, yeah. He said the expedition Sherpas at first only tolerated the dog, but then they began to appreciate her climbing ability. They'd seen, never seen anything like this happen. They said she was a special dog that she brought luck to the expedition. Some even thought she was blessed. Right. At one point, Mary spent two nights sleeping out exposed on a glacier, leading Mr. Wagowski to fear she would die of cold. But she seemed unharmed, and later she shared his tent and ate his food. On the day of the final scent, he seemed she seemed he said she seemed unconcerned by the altitude or precipices. precipices. Precipice? Thank you. Precipi? Are they like a, is that a dolphin? Like a, pot, like a platypus. A platypus. A platypus. Or Pre- a po- or precipices. Precipi. Dolphins. The altitude or dolphins? No, <laughs> porpoises. 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 Precipices. On either side and bound. Trying to work out what the porpoise of this interlude is. <laughs> That's right. The purpose of this whole talk. <laughs> I had no clue she'd been up there before, but she seemed very confident in what she was doing. She ran ahead of him on the final ridge, approaching the summit and waited for him panting... With her tongue out, he said. Right. I'd never been on top of something like that with a dog. She was leaning up against me and wanted to be petted. It was pretty surreal. 
Mera now lives with the expedition's base camp manager, Kaji Sherpa, he said. Yeah, about that much. Now, did you say 45 pounds? Yeah, 45. What's that? 22 T- kilos? Tw- 20 kilos. 20.4. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, just, yeah, a quick, just, a just a quick head there. Yeah. You did a right. Calculation. Yeah. Yeah. Did I right. have no idea pounds and pounds and kilos. That's what I thought. About I wonder two. how big it is. So. 2.2. 2.2. Well, there it's you go. It's because I go to the gym, mate. I'm always oh, yeah. true. Trying yeah. to work out, oh, what's yeah. it, what's just poundage yeah. that I'm lifting up here? Yeah. Yeah. This is one kilogram. What's that in pounds? 2.2. Okay. That sounds better. Yeah, that sounds much better. For Come my home and, full and bench press. A- April says, "What'd you do today, Daddy? I, I, I did. I did twenty-two, two point two pounds, two point two today. Oh, I did squatted two point two pounds. <laughs> you squatted in two point pounds. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, disclaimer. Oh, yeah, actually, in a space yeah. though, one bit I remember from the movie yeah. is when they were trying to get the guy, the um, the little capsule, the little um. Ah, uh, little spaceship out of the out of Martin Short. Yes, and the guy was going, I, "I'm allergic to hairspray." Oh yes, and he asked for hairspray, and someone gave him hair mousse instead. Yes, funny moment. Funny really moment. Yes, yeah, that was all just yeah, yeah, all over his nose. No sneezing. He didn't sneeze at all. That's a great movie. Yeah, it was good. I, I it was like, good I like that. Good, good, clean family yeah, the fun. The kids would enjoy, especially it. when the bad guy gets all chewed up by the gastric acid. Oh yes, he yeah, does. yeah, and then, and then you see the skeleton go past. Spoiler yeah. alert, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah great good. for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, disclaimer time. Uh, all advice on this show is generally in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up to date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you need any clarification. The reason I. Thought about the sneezing thing, Wayne, yes. with the with the hairsprays because you got a little bit of a chat on that today. That's right. Yeah. So we've had a bit of a run on of uh, sneezy dogs lately. Right. So so we've had dogs that have um and and they've uh, they've actually been uh, the brachy dogs. So dogs with no noses. Yeah, brachy cephalics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um so, so your Frenchies of, and your pugs, or pugs and um, bulldogs and things like that. Yep. Um and so you know we've had a couple of them that have had quite a lot of discharge coming out, and so we've ended up having to get. Clint Udelman, friend of the show, in to try and do a little bit of scopage to try and see what we can find up there. So, did he go? Now he's not sponsoring us. Did he do a good job, mate? Did he, he, he did actually do oh, a very good okay. job. Good. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. We can say that. He did a good so job. So, there you go. We are impartial listeners. Yes. Even though he's not sponsoring us, he still did a good he still job. He did a very, very That's good right. job, yes. did Clint. Yes. Yeah. We had a. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, a very good experience of Clint coming in. It was great. Nice. So, nice. Um, so sneezing. What what causes sneezing? You like know. It. So so sneezing is a reaction that our body gets to foreign material or inflammation up in the nose in order to try and clear it out because we don't like stuff up our nose other than air because generally we like air going through our nose because air is full of oxygen and we like to get the oxygen into our lungs so we can get into our blood so we can live. <sighs> yeah. Nice. What about a nasal? And that's all about sneezing. <laughs> No. <laughs> Done it. All right. My Done. Topic. Yeah, now, your turn yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, no, I've got nothing either. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Scratch you later. And that'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so what sort of things will cause animals to sneeze? So, so anything that will cause inflammation. So one of the most common things that you'll say, one of the things that people get most worried about is foreign bodies. So, you know, um, I've seen all sorts of funny things up dogs' noses. I've seen blades of grass. Grass seeds. I've seen sticks. Um, I I remember a story of a uh, a young fellow talking about old movies from the uh, from the eighties. I remember a young fellow who once you know the um the the seed pods from um from the like I think it's like a wattle tree. That if you scratch the outside of it, it's all nice and sort of furry on the oh, inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so this young fellow tried sticking one of those up his nose to see what it felt like, and it actually 
broke off, oh. right? And oh. it, and it and it and it got stuck up there, and it was stuck up there for about a week or so. And this young guy remembers going and watching Young Einstein at the movies, and um, and was watching it, and he couldn't actually enjoy the movie because he's worried about this thing stuck up his nose. He didn't want to tell his mum and dad about. <laughs> and then it got to the time just before his mum and dad were going to have to find out about it. He thought, I'm going to try and see if I can blow this out, and and. Out of cane. Right. So, so I've got no idea who the young fella is because we're not going to mention any names on here. But uh, yeah, yeah. So right. strange things. A can relative get up of yours, mate. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> not neither going to confirm nor deny. Um, so, so if you get a foreign body up a nose, it is incredibly painful and incredibly irritating. And so, if you've got a, a foreign body up an animal's nose, they are going to go absolutely bananas it's generally not oh i've got a little sneeze and i feel a little bit it is going to be you know mm. like they just go absolutely bananas frantic it? isn't it yeah unless yeah. it's a broom a nasal broom you know how nasal broom? You know, some people have the nice nasal broom. Oh, I was going to say, I haven't seen that at Bunnings. In the, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Just picture a broom coming out of your nose. That's what, yeah, some people have Fantastic. That. Need a little bit of a trim. A trim. Oh, one of those. Yeah. When they when they put the thing up, there, the yeah. little wary thing. That's right. Trying to get the old, the old man grey hairs That'll out That'll make you sneeze. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Snort it all over the wall. <laughs> um, so, so foreign bodies, yet they can get up there. And so absolutely they'll make them sneeze. Um, if they've been there for a long time, time then you'll often get a lot of discharge and so once the discharge starts coming out it'll start off as being watery then it might start going mucousy and then it can end up being bloody now the interesting thing about that progression as far as that discharge is that's actually a pretty common sort of progression of discharge that you get for everything else yeah. that happens up the nose as well. So whether or not it is allergic rhinitis, so if you've got an allergy that's causing inflammation up the nose, if you've got a viral infection up the nose, if you've got a bacterial infection up the nose, or if you've got a fungal infection up the nose, or cancer up the nose, all of those things will all start the same way. Right. So the really hard thing for us is that you've got a dog or a cat that's coming in and sneezing, and you go, where the hell do I start and what the hell can be going on? So a lot of it is signalment, age of the animal, how bad they're sneezing, what sort of discharge they've got coming out, is there airflow coming out of the nose, um, and then trying to work out from there which way we go. And also one or two nostrils can be a good definer exactly. there. Sometimes yeah. one nostril more likely a foreign body, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, or or a, or a growth or something in like fact, that. Yeah. So so um so different things that we'll do when they when we come in and different things that can cause it. So yeah, from a viral point of view, obviously your cats, your cats, you've got your your upper respiratory viral infections, your classic sneezy cat, runny eyes. We call it cat flu. It's not actually flu viruses, but that is a really really common cause for what will cause cats to try and sneeze. It's really interesting you bring that up because I think I saw something on Facebook during the week. Uh, might be cat cat vet Susan, I think. I think okay. she she runs. Uh, she's part of a co-host of another podcast. I think she put her thing on Facebook about there's a real push about not using antibiotics on those sneezing kittens and yes. cats that, that you get because uh, commonly owners think oh it's got a cold or you know it's got an yeah. infection needs antibiotics. Needs antibiotics yeah. But she was big on just waiting and seeing and if they're still eating and they haven't got a temperature, yeah. just sitting on it and checking them in a few days time yeah. and just monitoring. Most of them, she was saying eighty ninety percent of them are viral. Yes, and we'll just get over it with our own immunity. And especially though, what I often say say for people like particularly if it's a herpes virus one or I mean a herpes virus or Khaleesi like those two particular viruses the pain in the bum is is that once they're actually into the cat 
the cat can't get rid of it. Yes. You can't clear those viruses. Yes. So the analogy I use for people is like the uh, um, your herpes simplex virus, cold sores that humans get, that once you've got it, you can't get rid of it. And it is a battle between your immunity to try and suppress it. But then times of stress, then the virus can come back out again. The mm. signs can start to mm. come out. Um, bacterial infections up nose what up noses while they can happen realistically a pure bacterial infection is actually pretty uncommon yeah, okay. so it's again that thing of if your dog's going in and sneezing antibiotics while it makes you feel like you're doing something probably not going to do much yep. you know so waiting until you know that you've got a bacterial infection up there that you're actually trying to treat is probably the better thing to do yeah fungal infections both dogs and cats they can be particularly nasty so oh really nasty hard yeah. to treat too aren't they yeah hard to diagnose hard to treat frustrating so they're often the ones where you do need to call in your mates with the endoscopes to come in and try and stick the scope up the nose and try and see can you see signs of these uh, these fungal plaques? There's blood tests and things you can do, particularly for the cats for cryptococcosis. Um, and if you find out your pet's got a fungal infection up the nose, it can be a real pain in the bum to try and treat. Yeah. But then you get onto your other things of then, you know, could it be a cancer, you know? So so as we were saying before, as far as the progression of the signs, if you've got a little bit of watery discharge, your dog, your dog or cat's got a little bit of sneezing, you've got good airflow through the nose and we do that. We do It's a really expensive test we do with that where – you get a glass slide or you get a, a cotton wool ball and you just tuff the end of it out and sit it by the end and see if it moves, you know, and you go, yep, you've got good airflow. That's great. But if you've got progression from watery to, to mucusy to bloody, something is chewing through your tissue and you know, you've got to go searching. So that's why we had to get Clinton. We had a dog who started off with watery discharge, then went through to mucusy discharge. The mucus was starting to get thicker and thicker and thicker. I got, right, we need to get a camera up here. Yeah, went right. up there, got the biopsies, no signs of cancer, no signs of foreign body, but the dog's got a chronic inflammatory rhinitis. So right. now we've got it on bucket loads of different types of medications to try and see if we can try and clear that up. Good so, stuff, mate. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. So so if your pet's sneezing at home, yep. you know, and there's no discharge, do you need to worry? I wouldn't, as long as it seems like it's infrequent. And the cat, the cat or dog is tolerating it well, um, and it's not getting worse. Yeah. So if ever it's getting worse, or it's seeming like it's upsetting them, or it's upsetting you, it's not going to hurt to go and get it checked out. And don't be upset if your vet says your animal's got this, and we're not going to treat it with antibiotics because chances are the antibiotics are going to do. Two-fifths of bugger all. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, no, that's a good visit when you get there and the vet says, healthy, nothing wrong with your dog at all. Or yeah. Cat. Or let's sit on it yeah. and see what's going to happen. And if it doesn't get better, then have a game plan. Yeah. If your vet says, no, there's no treatment, out you go, well, then you've got reason to be a little bit, a little bit uh, displeased. You want to make sure you've got a game plan because if things go well, happy days. Things don't go well, you want to know what's going on. Yeah, and I often say to owners if they're worried about the sneezing is uh, how does it link up with how much you're sneezing? Yeah. So if you're sneezing once a day, is that about what your pet's doing? So yeah, right. similar sort of amount of sneezing. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, probably is about the same as what I sneeze. Well, yeah. that's probably okay for… A reasonable amount. A reasonable amount for, for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, not that we're doctors. No, no. Did we say them in disclaimer? We're vets. Yes. Not doctors. Yeah, yeah. It's in the title. It's in the title. Yeah. It's, yeah. Right, it's right out there on Front Street, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what So what have you got, mate? Uh, I've got a little uh, little article that was uh, in a journal recently that I just, just wanted to… I thought it was, it was really cool. It was published in the Journal of Applied Animal Behaviour Science. Yep. Um, and it's entitled, Cats Who Have Access to Cardboard Boxes Are Less Stressed Out and Heal Faster Than Cats Who Don't. Right. 
cool little study. And we yeah. all know how much cats love, love cardboard boxes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You bring home that uh, that brand new plasma TV. I saw you unloading the other day, mate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You took, yeah. It, out. You took it out and uh, hoisted it up onto the wall. You got Just stuck it on the wall there. Fantastic. You got me and seven of your mates to, to lift it. Well, I was sitting there the on box. the couch trying to tell you that it wasn't square. <laughs> it wasn't straight. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Exactly. Then you realised that the couch was actually wasn't. Yeah, that I didn't have one leg on the couch, so that was the thing that wasn't square. Yeah. Yeah, the telephone book under the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it slipped. It's the only thing the ADK is good for now. Yeah, that's right. Is they still do telephone books? Yeah, not nah, really. I don't they, funnily enough, they we still get con- we, they still try and contact us at work to try and say, do you want to advertise in the yellow pages? No way. And it's like, thank you very much, but no. Maybe we should contact them, and they they'd like to sponsor us. Yeah, so everyone, you go and buy a yellow, get a yellow page. Yellow pages, yeah, yeah. You get them. Yeah, give us a good review on the yellow pages, you know, book, uh, you know, on the, in the podcast section <laughs> on Amazon, on Amazon, yeah, <laughs> on Amazon. All right, so this, um, so uh, why cats and boxes are such a good mix has long been a mystery. Now, researchers from the University of Utrecht. Yes. This is Deutschland. In Deutsch, yeah. Oh, no, they might be no, Netherlands. No, no, no. Yeah, it's Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, Netherlands. Have discovered just why, publishing their results in the journal. In their study, the researchers aim to determine if boxes can help in alleviating stress in shelter cats. Yeah, right. Felines have a long had an affinity for enclosed cardboard structures, so researchers explored just what would happen if shelter cats were exposed to boxes. In a Dutch animal shelter, 19 new shelter cats were identified and randomly sized to either getting a box or not getting a box. It's not a blind control study, is it? No. No, it's not blind. It's you not know blind. if you've got a box or not, don't I you? I can see I've got a box. Yeah, I've got a box. There's no invisible box. No. Here you are. I'm putting a box, pretending to put a box in your cage. Now, here's the door. I'm going to put it straight <laughs> over your Oh, mind your whiskers. <laughs> mind your whiskers. Yeah. Oh, don't put it there. That's near the litter tray. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. gee whiz. I won't put it over your food. No. <laughs> Ten were given boxes. Nine did not get one. Right. According to results... These cats, those cats with boxes exhibited faster recovery ability and also adapted to their new environment more quickly compared with gr- the group without boxes. Right. With significant difference recorded just three to four days in the study. Yeah, right. That's impressive, I yeah. reckon. Yeah. Stressful experiences can have a major impact on the cat's welfare and may cause higher incidence of infectious diseases in the shelters due to raised cortisol levels causing immunodeficiency. Yes. So basically stress, stress cats get sick. Yes. Yep. And sneeze. And sneeze. Yeah. Yes. Though several studies show preference for hiding places and stress reducing effects of hiding box on cats in, com- on cats in combined studies, none of these studies determine if proper hiding enrichment would af- be effective in a quattery a quattery, a quarantine. A quattery, is, is that one of those places where like the quatters live? <laughs> They're like the dist- the close cousins of the quacker. I think over a, in Rotnest. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, the quatter. Or, or maybe it's a catter in a, in a quarry. In a quarry. A quarry. I was trying to say it'd be effective in a quarantine cattery. Oh, a quarantine cattery. Explained the yes. researchers. That makes a big difference, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. To assess the cat, researchers use the Kessler and Turner cat stress score. Right, fantastic. Uh, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> the results show the cat group with boxes registered mean CSS, so that's cat stress scores, lower than their counterparts without the boxes, which meant they had lower stress levels. There was also minimal difference in the scores reported for each cat individually within, within the group with boxes, while those without the boxes show a higher variability. Right. Both groups managed to have the same scores by the end of this study, but in terms of recovery... 
the group-given boxes were already well off by the third day. Oh, wow. So both of them adapted eventually. Yes, yes. But the ones with the boxes adapted a lot quicker. quicker. Yeah. These findings lead researchers to conclude that being given a box to hide in allows a cat to recover in new environment faster by keeping stress levels down. Yeah, right. And I, I love, this is something I actually love doing. I love making little cardboard boxes yes. for cats at the clinic. Yeah. I'm doing it all the time. Little overturned box, little hole cut out the yep, side. Yep, yep. I reckon I do it so much I annoy all the nurses because yes. there's all these boxes that just are just boxes like everywhere. cut yes. up by Lewis <laughs> given to the little cats. But And that just proves it. That, yes. That's a really good thing for all the vets, nurses, yes. cattery owners out there. Cat owners, anyone. workers. Yep. Give them a little box. Just a nice little box, a little cardboard box. It's biodegradable. Oh, it's, um, it's recyclable. Exactly. There's lots of boxes around you if can the, use. If they sneeze on it, you can clean it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just chuck it out and yeah. get another one. Good point. There's that. Yes, yeah. yeah so yeah. good hygiene. Uh, yeah. And you can use any box. You don't need to buy a special box. No, There's no. There's boxes everywhere. Use the plasma TV box. Absolutely, yeah. From Robbie's place. As, as long as, because the plasma TVs are pretty skinny these days, you've got to have a pretty skinny cat. A skinny cat. Because Skinny long cat. Because Melvin, right, I've got this great story of Melvin years ago before kids um we had a, a tissue box on the um that that was empty on in the lounge room and he went and stuck his fat head in it <laughs> and then he got his head stuck so i'll put a picture of that on the show notes oh that'd be I'm, great oh mate she's just sitting around just oh just open you know this big box head of course christina i made sure we took photos of it before we took his head of out course because because you vets that's yeah, what yeah, you absolutely. do it's hilarious <laughs> It's not that was before YouTube, otherwise we would have videoed it and oh, put it on yeah. there. Yeah. Maybe you could do it again. Oh, that'd be cruel. Yeah, we wouldn't do it again. Yeah, we wouldn't do it. No. We could give him it if he just happened to put his head in there. Just happened to it. Maybe he could put some food it. in there. Yeah. And then yeah. he sticks his head in there. <laughs> some moho whale in there. Yeah. And he's just... Oh, and he's it's yummy. Yummy, yummy, this yummy. This great. Yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. Where, where are we up to? Uh, oh, I think that's it. Is that it? We're yeah. Done. We're so we done. Got some, we got some uh, next week, mate. Yes. Easter. Easter. Yes. Yeah. So listen up for our Easter episode next week. We'll be talking about all the things that you shouldn't feed to your yes, dogs and cats. Absolutely. And all the all the, the potential uh, uh dangers and poisons and toxins and horrible things that can happen at Easter time. Yes, the hazards. The hazards. Of Easter, Easter hazards, yes. But have a lovely Easter. And have a great Easter yeah. and a safe Easter. Yes. Now um we're just gonna I'm gonna have a little little bit of gap here because now you've got this really concerned look on your face of going, Holy crap, what's Robbie gonna bring up here? I wanted to give you the chance of being able to edit this out just in case you go, No, there's no way I'm gonna do it, right? But I've been asked by one of my nurses to try and find out whether or not there's any research on whether or not having uh, classical music in a consult room is better for dogs and cats. Or right, not. yeah. So so that's from Josie. Josie wants to know whether or not yeah. music in a consult room is uh, is is soothing or not. Yeah, well, you remind me because I've got that queued right. up. I've got an article on it. Oh, really? Yeah, it might not be about being in a consult room. Yeah, yeah. But I think it is about uh, from memory in hospitals or in a shelter scenario. Yeah. And uh, and pretty sure that uh, ACDC Thunderstruck's the go. You beauty. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. there you go, mate. Does that help you? I love it. Love play, it. play it in all the consult rooms. Yeah, sounds good. And really, it's got to be at high high, high levels. Over 70 decibels. Yeah. Over 70 yeah, is the one so that, that really helps out those anxious dogs. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and cats. And the cats. Re- really good lot of bass level on it too. And, <laughs> and does it help if Thunder. I... Thunder. Ju- does it help if I go into the consult room dressed in a school uniform and sort of you know, doing the Angus Young bounce across with yeah, the foot up in the yeah, air as or, well? Or failing that, the kiss mask, the, the, oh, the, the makeup yes. on. With the, with the blood capsule as well going, <laughs> oh, how are you going here? Chewing on a bat. Yes, that's yeah. right. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of Aussie Osborne action. Osborne. Yeah, We're yeah. really crossing the oh, breeze, aren't right. we? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. All right. No, definitely got that one queued up. Yeah, so cool. we will do that one. Now, also, guys, uh, we're, we're going to have a little break on Good Friday. Yes. So we've got one more episode for Easter next week. Yep. And then on Good Friday, you won't be hearing from us. No, we're going to have a, a week off. Hang on. I can hear... That's the listeners crying. Yes, okay, right. Yes. Yeah, we're having a little week off, a well-earned break. Yes, absolutely. And also we need to have a break to make a new season. Yes, season three. Because obviously season two and one make a lovely box set. Absolutely, box great set. box set. Yeah. So, so we can then put out a box set. Yes. TVTP box set. There you go, yeah. fantastic. Merch. Merch. It's all about the merch. Got to merch it any way we can. It's yeah. right. It's all about the merch, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then uh, the next, or in the next season. Next season. Season we're, three. We're, we're hoping to get, um, line up some more uh, interviewees. So at the moment we've got an oncologist that hopefully we're going to be able to get and also a, uh, a cat vet as well. So, yes. so if you guys have got any questions regarding cancer and neoplasia and oncology questions in animals, let us know. Um, or if you've got any any cat questions, uh, let us know because we'd love to have some uh, listeners' questions to pose to uh, these uh, these guys and we'll hopefully have those uh, interviews coming up yeah, fairly soon after the break. When we get a bit of time, hey? Yeah, yeah. And if you've got any ferret questions particularly, send them in. Robbie's a bit of a ferret expert, I've heard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spe- especially with trying to extract them off my index finger. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All righty, guys. Fantastic. All right, so look, yeah, if you've got any questions, you know where to find us. We're on oh, Instagram. You, you, and, and you should send us those questions at, uh, yeah, at yeah. Instagram. <laughs> Or at twovetstalkpets at gmail.com or on, or on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah send Twitter. them to us. Twitter, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Pinterest. Pinterest, uh, yeah, we maybe. On, we on Pinterest? I'm not sure. TikTok? TikTok, yeah. You know. TikTok, you on TikTok, Robbie? Uh, or is this one of these ones that you're talking to me about um, previously that I don't know of? You know, no, no, well, no, you don't know about TikTok it. Is? No, TikTok. You just sing a song, a karaoke. It's great. Oh, really? Should oh, I should know about it. I'm going to Google on. it on the way yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Get, download it. Kids will love it. Be great. Yeah, yeah. Not well, actually, maybe not. Not sure the age <laughs> limit on it. it. Might not be suitable. Anyway, so yeah, hit us up. Uh, get onto Patreon. Yes. If you like the stuff we do, if you've loved the last two seasons, yes. Show us with some support. Let us know. Yeah, it'd be great. Them, yeah, two bucks, two bucks. That's all we ask for. Two bucks a month. You get a sticker. You get some other stuff. You get access to our Patreon questions. Exactly, and we've got uh, more Patreon questions going up. Yep. We, uh, would have gone up this week, hopefully. Yes, absolutely. We had a few technical issues, so listen out for those guys. Alrighty, guys, we'll scratch you later. Yep, peace out, mate. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle. <laughs>